on today's show. What's your best bet in the NBA next year? Who's going to win MVP, Rookie of the Year, the NBA? FanDuel's got us covered. And then, of course, where we count on the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including it's Brittany. You are Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome. You are locked on to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, host of the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On NBA your first listen every day. Be an everyday or subscribe or follow for free. Just search Locked On NBA wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know what's your best bet in the NBA next year. We're going to name a couple of them, see which one you agree with. And joining me as always on a Thursday, host of Locked On Bulls, what you got for me, Pat the Designer? Note to self, don't walk up on Victor Wembignana unsuspected. Yeah, his security guards will uh, will make you apologize several, several times. We'll get into that. We'll, we'll play some Count It Up where we talk about the most interesting, fun things in the NBA. The NBA making a couple new rule changes. Do you like it? Do you hate it? We'll talk about the, the Britney apology video or asking for an apology video. And we got a whole bunch of other fun stuff from Summer League. But I want to start here, Pat. FanDuel. Our friends over at FanDuel have some some betting odds out there. And I want to talk about some some betting odds. We'll talk about who we think is going to win the championship, our best bet to win the championship. We'll talk about MVP and Rookie of the Year because I think, I think those are the most interesting ones right now that are out there. Let's talk about the championship. As it stands right now, FanDuel has the Boston Celtics plus 470. They're the number one team right now. The Nuggets right behind them, plus 480. Really neck and neck. You, you bet $100, and if the Celtics win the title – you win $470. If you bet $100 on the Nuggets and they win, you win $480. It's really just a $10 difference in that scenario. Those are the number one teams. Then you follow it up with the Bucks at plus 550, Suns plus 600, Heat plus 1,000, and everybody else is kind of like plus 1,400, plus 1,500, and, and so on. Who's your best bet to win the NBA championship next year if, we asked, if I asked you this question, and I am right now? Ah. Uh... It's so tough for me. I mean, I, I would say I'll give you one team from each conference. I'll go Denver Nuggets probably still as the best bet because I think there's gonna, there's still a ton of room for improvement on that team. We really haven't seen um, – uh, we did, didn't see Michael Porter Jr. in that NBA Finals be able to get himself going offensively. I think if he's able to add a little more to his game – this offseason and coming into next offseason, which he's talked about on a couple of podcasts. Michael Porter be, Jr., famously the most the most talented offensive player on the Nuggets, according hey, to y'all. According to a lockdown NBA coach. Yeah, hey, I'm telling y'all, I'm telling y'all, stop playing. That man can put up 20 in 10 seconds. Stop playing with me. Uh, but at the end of the day, um Eastern Conference, uh I I, I made this bet last year. It may sound crazy. I didn't make the bet, but like this is the team that I said. I it, it may sound crazy to run it back again, but I still see Giannis as the most unstoppable player in the Eastern Conference. I'm still going with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I mean, they're basically you want to talk about run it back. They're basically running it back. They bring back Brooke Lopez, bring back Chris Middleton. I think Drew Holiday is going to be a little bit more of a weapon. There's, I guess, the Heat are a major question. But it all depends on if Dame is ever actually going to leave. I don't know if you get the same TikTok NBA TikToks that I do, where it's like the funny drawings, like it's a cartoon of like Dame Lillard trying to get out of <laughs> Portland, and it's like Jason Tatum digs up from underground. He's like, "Just come with me." And he's like, <laughs> "Ha 
help. They're trying to help me escape Portland. I don't want to get out that bad. Like that's that's what I feel like is going on there. But I'm going Milwaukee uh, and uh, Denver. Uh, I would say if those two meet in the finals, Denver probably wins it. I picked Milwaukee as well. They're plus five fifty, so they're not the favorites, but. They were my favorites last year. I, I picked them all the way through. I believed in that team all the way up until they <laughs> until they lost the last game against the Heat, and the Heat just went off, and Jimmy Butler beat them, and all that. And so, still give me the Heat as my best bet to win to win the title next year. The Bucks. Yeah, g- yeah. Give me give me the Bucks to win the title next year. The Heat though are plus a thousand right now. Yeah. If That'll you're change. if you're a believer in the Damian Lillard trade yeah. that it's going to happen. <sighs> Plus a thousand. That those are pretty long odds to to make a title bet. Where they've been, they've been in the mix without Damian Lillard for the last couple of years. If they could get him, all like, right now would be the time. I'm not Matt Moore. I'm not your betting expert, but this would be the time right now to get in on it on the ground floor. The part that scares me the most is Pat Riley trying to be the smartest man in the room all the time, and and we know why this deal isn't done. Right? One because you've allowed. Well, they don't so have, many- have the stuff. They don't have the stuff and, and and the stuff that you kind of had that you were like, yeah, that's some stuff that you can throw that way. You let walk in free agency. So I, I'm, uh, well, okay. I, I just feel like Pat Riley is going to like, Hey, I got some lint pocket, a old dry orange and like are, a baseball. Will that get the, will right. that get the you, trade done? Are you really coming at me with, you know what here? This is your take right now. You know, Pat Riley don't close. Uh, right? Kevin Durant playing for them? <laughs> is uh, Kyrie Irving playing for them? Those were two guys that wanted to be there. I think that, is, second, uh, one, I think that second one makes Heat fans feel better. <laughs> yeah, probably. I mean, how, how's your life going? No, I just, I, I think it's that recently, good. right, we, we've, uh, we've heard about a, a lot of deals that Patch tried to close, but he's undersold them. And I think that it, it, realistically, it's not even an undersell in this situation. He could give the most that he wanted to give, and it still technically wouldn't be enough based on what other teams could offer to go get Damian Lillard. So I, I, I don't know if it's a Pat Riley not closing the deal, but I do think that it's a undersell on the part of what we have here to send you. How much would a Dame trade change the, the betting odds, you think? Like, how much would it change your bet right now personally? Um, I watched Jimmy Butler basically single-handedly eviscerate them without his best shooter for most of that. I probably would have to put them above the Milwaukee Bucks. But, no, you know what? I take it back. It, it, it would move them to second in the East for me. I would probably put them above a Boston Celtics. But um, I wouldn't put them above the Bucks because we just think that if a player goes from one spot to another, it's going to gel immediately, right? It, it It almost never does. And if so it's I think gonna, if it's going to work with anybody, time. if it's going to work with anybody though, it's they need somebody to take over their offense. They're only the Heat are only at their peak when Jimmy Butler's going off. Guess who can go off kind of on command? Yeah. Damian, I'd put them above the Celtics for sure if they got Damian Lillard. But would you put them above the Bucks? Would I? So the Celtics already have better better odds than the Bucks right which now, which is wild to me. Which is crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm, I, yeah, I'm. We're going to talk about the Celtics a little bit later and count it up, but. Like in their basically their offseason swap that they made, Porzingis for Marcus Smart and Grant Williams. Yeah. But I wouldn't put them ahead right now of the Bucks, even though they finished you know, farther than the Bucks did last year. Yeah. But yeah, I would put the I me personally, I would pick the Heat over I would pick them over the Bucks if they got Damian Lillard. Mm. I, I just think I think there is like all of a sudden these last few years, right? The word continuity, especially around Chicago, is a taboo word. 
when it's actually one of the most important things you can have in any sport. Because if I know where a guy's going to be, that makes a difference. I think it would take the Heat a little while, um, probably to develop that that chemistry together. Even though Jimmy and and Dane played together on uh, the Olympic team, I still think it would take a little while to build that chemistry up. Also to figure out, okay, who are the new guys that? Because remember, there's no Gabe Vincent anymore. There's no. Uh, in, in theory, if you're making this trade, there's no Tyler yeah. Hero, possibly no Duncan Robinson. You've got to figure out an entirely new team. He said no Tyler Hero, and they're like, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I, <laughs> I get it for the trade. I'm not saying you wouldn't make the trade, but but that, that goes into figuring out right. how your team is going to work. And you're running it with, guess what? A bunch of new undrafted free agents. Yeah, right. Can, can Heat culture <laughs> win again and again and again and again? Uh, it's fascinating to me thinking about how Lillard would how a Lillard trade would change these odds. We also haven't talked about the Sixers at all because of the Harden trade. So the, the Sixers are plus seventeen hundred. Would a Harden trade change anything for you? I mean, they got them behind the Celtics at plus four seventy again, Bucks plus five fifty, Heat plus a thousand, and then Sixers plus seventeen hundred. What? Who they tra- I guess it depends they got on who Nick they're Nurse. trading they- them for. Nick Nurse is the coach now. They brought in your boy, Patrick Beverly. <laughs> yeah, I get. I got you. Is he the answer? Yeah, I mean, like, is he? Is Nick Nurse the answer? I'll give you. I'll give Pat Bev more credit than Nick Nurse on on being the answer out there. <laughs> A bigger difference for the Sixers than Nick than Doc Rivers hey, to Nick Nurse. How many? How many? How many times have we talked about that? A Toronto team supposed to be taking that next step in a row since Kawhi. They just won a title hey, it, with Kawhi. And after Kawhi. Yeah, but now, now he's got, Kawhi, now he's, got M, he's got the MVP of the league now. Hey, let's, let's hope. Let's hope that let's hope that he's able to do something a little bit different. He's got the MVP of the league with less of a team around him, though. And so, you're about so, to trade James. So Hunt. far, your takes have been, you know, Pat Riley can't close. And hey, Nick Nurse isn't a good coach. <laughs> it's not that he's not a good coach. He's just he's okay. You know what I mean? Like you we expected more from that Toronto team. We can't yeah, act we like did. we didn't. We expected way more from that Toronto team. And so all of a sudden, you know, we, we can't just say, well, he didn't have Kawhi Leonard, so it's okay for them to be a, a 40, what, what was it, 42-win team this season? No, that wasn't our expectation for the Raptors. We thought they were going to take a step. And then they were buyers at the trade deadline, go get Jakob Podol, and we were like, this doesn't look better. <laughs> Still don't understand why that, how his last name is Pertle and not Podol. Like, like I just like saying it that way. It's my favorite thing. Potent potables. Uh, coming up, let's get into who's the best bet to win MVP. We'll do that one quickly because I'm so done of MVP talk still. And then rookie of the year, I'm really interested in with Wemby, with Chet, with Scoot. Let's talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp has you covered for all of your needs to talk to somebody. Everybody has stuff in their life that they need to talk about, whether you feel like it's worthy of a therapist or not. Your stuff matters to you. Things that are big to you are big to you and affect your life in certain ways. You need to talk to somebody. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. That's what I loved about it. When I used BetterHelp, I was able to go through, and I have a weird schedule. I you know, do podcasts all different hours of the day. I do meetings with hosts all different times of the day. 
I need to have my therapy on a certain time, like whenever I need it. It, it can't be consistent week to week. And with BetterHelp, you can do that. You just fill out a questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists whenever you want. And they have a list of a bunch of different times throughout the week that you can pick. And I just love that about BetterHelp. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash MBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash NBA. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown NBA, being part of the show, supporting the network. We appreciate you. We will be here for you five days a week and all of our shows covering their team every day on their shows. I host Lockdown Mavericks. Pat hosts Lockdown Bulls. We've got hosts doing great work covering every single team. Click the link in the description to find your team. Uh, and as some newsrooms continue to cut local coverage, we're going to just keep adding to it over here on Lockdown. So stick with us. Appreciate each and every one of you helping us out here. All right, Pat, let's talk about MVP. The MVP of the league last year was Joel Embiid. It's tough for me to try and think that he would repeat, but here are the odds that FanDuel has. Here are at least the top five. Jokic plus 430, Giannis plus 500, Luka plus 650, Embiid plus 700, Tatum plus 800. This is the first time in three years Luka hasn't been the favorite to win MVP going into the next year. Uh, Jokic is the MVP MVP favorite right now. Who's your best bet? It's so odd. Surprisingly enough, I, I feel like the Mavs have done enough to like actually get Luca enough help. I Tell it actually want to go Luca. Tell it to me. I actually want to go Luca. Now, here's the one thing that they need to do, and I will stand on this. Jason Kidd's not a good head coach. Maybe I'll be wrong this season, <laughs> but he didn't look like a very good head coach last season. I don't think he's going to be a very good head coach this season. Um, but I do think that Luca has enough help down there. Kyrie is the ultimate helper. Um, there's been a lot of success under Kyrie now off the court stuff, all of that other stuff that goes into it. You can, it is what it is. If that happens, all bets are off. Right. But as far as a player on the court, there is no player to set you up for better success than Kyrie Irving in the NBA. There just isn't. And so, uh, he's a savant with the basketball. He can get to the hole in any way that he wants. And Luka Doncic is going to be wide open nine times out of 10. Cause Kyrie's just going to be confused. I, I really think that Luka could finally get that MVP nod. Um, because I do think that the Mavs are going to win more games this year if Jason Kidd just kind of lets things happen and doesn't screw it up. I thought I was going to have to convince you of this. I'm on the Luka train too because, and it's so dumb. It's so dumb. But let me tell you why Luka's the best bet. It's his turn. Yeah. Right? Like that that's how it that's how it works. It was Joel Embiid's turn last year. So if you thought that Embiid and Jokic and Giannis were all tied, which you can make a case for all three of them at certain times. If you thought they were all tied, you're like, "Well, Giannis is one. Well, Giannis won two. Jokic is one yep. two. It's Joel yep. Embiid's turn." So Joel Embiid got it. And I, his, I, his after the, and after the playoffs last year, it's not going to be Embiid's turn again. What would what ask- would he have to do to win MVP again this year, right? I mean, he would have to, it would have to be a, a bigger gap. Like the, the yeah. gap was like, he played well enough this season where it was like, he's close to Jokic. So we'll give it yeah. to him. Cause we don't want to give argue it three times to Jokic. But here's, here's the only thing that I'll say. And I, I don't care what anybody says. You can have the integrity of the game and all that. But they're, they're all <laughs> a bunch of idiots. Writers write the stories. 
Writers tell you what it is. Remember, I remember two years ago, DeMar DeRozan was an MVP favorite going into All-Star break. Why? Because the Bulls were winning, and it was so unbelievable that he and was his- there. And the story was great. Well, and it was easy to do that. Well, he's breaking Wilt Chamberlain records. If you put that in there, I mean, all of was. a sudden you're like, I mean, I mean he did. He did, right? Listen, he like, was. It was kind of insane. Like, <laughs> when you look at what he did, it was kind of insane. Right. But, but- it, it's a story. <laughs> yeah. So the only thing that I'll ask you is, will Kyrie Irving detract from the story? No. Uh, I can't say that for sure. I, I can't. I can't say that. At least. Well, on, let, let's, I, let's I know, say this. I know on the basketball court, he will not. Because I, I saw, he, he I only yeah. saw twenty games of it last year. But from what yeah. I saw, I don't think that he's that type of player to try and take that. I think he he respects basketball enough to do that. Now, do I think that something off the court would happen? Possibly, but I also think something off the court could happen with Kyrie, and it brings more attention to the on the court stuff. And if the Mavericks are playing well enough, or just just barely well enough yeah. to get Luca in the MVP conversation, then he'll have a chance. So uh, well, the other I, thing, I'll ask, I'll yep. ask it to you this way, right? Like say everything is he's perfect on the court this year he's perfect off the court this year i know it's been a while since that's happened but he's perfect on both from your words to god's ears. does does the past play any part in it for Kyrie? for 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 the story of what the mavericks have done does the past of Kyrie play any part in what's happening now because we know what the stories are going to be even if he plays well i think if we're talking about so the mvp is is picked by media voters right people like us I think the Kyrie story could actually work in his advantage. Mm. Man, he's got to deal with all this. I mean, he's got to deal with Kyrie. Even if Kyrie doesn't do anything next year, he's got to deal with Kyrie and that whole drama. Even if there's no drama at all, I think that will be used in a positive for him. The one thing that you Mm. brought up before when we were talking about this is the game's played threshold. You have to play at least 65 games in order to, to qualify for any award this year. Luka's last two years, 66 and 65 games. Yeah. Uh, Embiid's last two years, 66 and 68 games. Giannis's last two years, 63, 67 games. Uh, the next on the list was Durant and Curry as far as odds. KD's last two years, 47 and 55 games. Curry's last two years, 56 and 64 games. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be fascinating to see. First of all, we could have a three-way tie like we did last year and somebody not play 65 exactly. They play 64 or 63 or whatever, and they're not qualified for MVP, and that could be wild. I want to talk about Rookie of the Year, though, because the Rookie the rookie of the Year one's so interesting to me. Victor Wembanyama, obviously, the, the far and away favorite, minus, four, minus, one, minus 140. So if you bet 140 bucks, you could win 100 bucks. is how that works. Scoot Henderson and Chet Holmgren are both Right after him at plus 400, you bet 100 bucks, you win 400 bucks. And then Brandon Miller is way behind him, plus 1,700. Way, way behind Brandon Miller is Amin Thompson, plus 4,000. Keontae George all of a sudden making an appearance, plus 5,000. Asar Thompson, plus 5,000. Everybody else so far behind. Who's your best bet to win Rookie of the Year right now? Julian Phillips, second round pick to the Chicago Bulls. I kid, I kid, I kid. He did just get a four-year contract. Crazy out here. No, uh, you want to know what? The homer take. I really got to. Uh, I really believe that your best two options are going to be Scooter or Chet. Because his real name's Scoot. His real name's not Scooter, is it? It's not. I, it's it's Scoot as far as I know. Scooter Chet. Scoot Henderson. They're Chet. Uh, Don't tell Taylor it, Swift that that's his real hey, name. Hey, listen. Is Chet, it's, is Chet's real name Chet? Is that the full name? It's got to be Chester, right? Like, I don't even, I don't even know. What is Chet? What is Chet? There's no way his real name is Chet. If so, he may be the whitest gentleman in America. 
full name Chet Thomas Holmgren. I'm leaving. Yeah, full name Chet. <laughs> Chet full Thomas. name is Chet. Chet Thomas is that's you wanted, crazy. You wanted it to be Chester so bad. I wanted it. Also, to be. you know what uh, Scoot's full first name is? What is it? Sterling. Yeah, I feel like I knew that. Sterling Henderson. I, I feel like I knew that because I feel like somebody was like, yeah, I'd go with Scoot too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I will say is this. I think that, listen, the NBA, no matter what you think of it as, as a league, or or it's still the best players in the world, the best 450 players. And well. they have some of the best defenders in the world. And every defender's only job this season is to look at Victor Wembanyama and go, I will not let you do what you think you're going to do. So I think he's going to have a way harder time being the Victor Wembanyama of Wembenyama of France here in the NBA, at least initially. That, and he's got to pass the 65-game threshold too. Yeah, that's true. I think I, it, it could be injury for him. tough because everyone hits a wall. It could be injury stuff, but it also could just be load management for him. They're going to take him along slowly. I mean, they've got to look at the next... 10 years of their franchise and not just one year. They're not just going to play him a ton just because now Scoot Henderson, he's, he's going to play a ton. And there's the way Sterling's running (laughs) Sterling, the way I, in summer league, watching him in person in that one game, just seeing the way he's built, there's no injury concern for him at all. Besides maybe a little recklessness at the rim, but he's not John Morant when it comes to that either. Chet, I don't think he's going to hit the 65 game threshold either because the way he's built, he's an incredible rim to rim protector. He's the best rim protector I saw in summer league. Uh, and it, it, it's yeah, he was so he's so good, but yeah. I think the threshold's going to hurt him too. So I, I'd go with scoot. If you wanted to do like a, a long shot bet, it's hard to go outside of those three. I mean, Ahmed Thompson's probably my long shot bet. And even he, I mean, he's not going to get a chance with the Rockets. I'm not going to lie. If I'm doing a long shot bet, I am going Julian Phillips just because it's like, at this point <laughs> I'm throwing money away. <laughs> I might as well throw $10 away at something that's going to win me the most. I don't even know if he's on there. He's a, he's the 35th pick in the draft. He's got no. He's, Chris he's Murray's probably got no odds. Chris Murray's all the way at the bottom. Chris Murray's plus 20,000. Chris Murray's probably a good one just because. Um, just put 10 bucks on it if you believe that at all. You yeah. win $2,000 if, you hit, if yeah. you hit that. I, you might as well. Chris Chris Murray, as far as my long shots, would probably be the <laughs> one. I, I don't see it. Scafino, no. Uh, lively, no, I, I, yeah, probably, maybe Whitmore, maybe Anth- Whitmore. Anthony Black plus plus ten thousand is one that stands out to me. He had he had a pretty good debut in summer league, and you could see. All right, if he's running the show, he pushes all those other Orlando guards out of the way. Then you could it's, see it, maybe. Any any love for Dick from Kansas? <laughs> he has not shot the ball well. Let's just say that uh, his best attribute is not, is not working for him. Coming up. He's a great he's a great member. <laughs> Coming up. Let's talk about the NBA's new rules in where we count on the most interesting fun things in the NBA and it's Brittany. Talk about that. Coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. A lot of our lockdown hosts are wearing bird dogs out at summer league and they were looking right now and, and they were looking dang good. Pat, the designer wearing his bird dogs right now. Uh, they found a way to make regular shorts fit better and, 
they reinvented this cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but it stretches. It's light. I was wearing them in Vegas. They, uh, it, it didn't feel like I was going to sweat out of my shorts, which I, you know is a problem in certain certain areas. And so they have those shorts that are awesome. They have the joggers. They have, uh, they have uh, sweatpants as well, all kinds of other stuff. Go to birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA to enter the promo code LockdownNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash LockdownNBA. Or you can use the promo code LockdownNBA. Again, you'll get a free Yeti-style tumbler with that. Go check it out. Again, birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Pat, we've talked about our best bets in the NBA. As always with us. Took a little longer than I thought it was going to take. But here we are. We didn't are. think and we had two full segments on these. <laughs> and here we go. It's our favorite time of the week. Count it up. Count it up. Count it up. Count it. We're counting the most interesting, fun things in the NBA, including the NBA making a new rule. They're going to be monitoring flopping and assessing a flopping penalty by referees. The opposing team will be awarded one free throw attempt, just like a technical. My question for you, Pat, is count it up. who gets fined the most? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll actually say no one because I don't think be refs somebody, go, I don't think refs will go back on their call. I don't believe that this rule is going to take effect as much as people think because of how much referees are going to be right. You have to go back basically on a call that you believe that you missed. And it's, it's not something that can be challenged to me. If this was something that could be challenged, I think that there'd be, listen, Harden's up there. Um, Marcus Smart's got to be a name that you're throwing in the ring. But the fact that refs have to be coerced to say, hey, I think that guy flopped. You made the wrong call. I very rarely see a ref go, you know what? I am bad at my job. Let's run it back and see if I am. You, know you, don't, I mean? you don't see them doing something like that? <laughs> Not very often. So you don't think that this will happen very much at all? I mean, how many times do we see the leg kick call? That's a that's a serious call. We might see that. Hey, we see it a little t- bit. Ten times in NBA season, maybe. The, the out of all out, of the games. The kicking out offensive leg call? I, I rarely see that. And I see guys who, li- you want to know why, though? Because guys have literally said, it's just a part of my shot now. Like, I'm literally going to change my shooting form so you won't call that. Or I'll change my base a little bit so that you won't call that. You're not going to see that a ton. I don't think that you'll see the flopping call a ton unless it's a... Now, I will say this. There might be a case where refs are looking for it more in second halves because they got got in the first half because the refs do go back and rewatch that in the in the locker room during halftime and go, oh, okay, you got me. Yeah, you'll never get a call the entire second half now. <laughs> that said, I think it'll be Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the day, Joel Embiid. Embiid, Luca, Trey, Trey Young. I don't know if it's Harden, be smart. Marcus well, Harden, Smart. <laughs> in Memphis, you think they'll just be in out Memphis, to, out to sure. get him? Yeah. Uh, the other rule is the the challenge rule. My question: for, So, the, uh, if uh, you know you're right on your first, if the coach is right on their first challenge, they'll be awarded another challenge after that. My question is: Count it up. How much do you like it or hate it? I love it because it allows uh, coaches to feel comfortable using a challenge in the first half in moments that they they haven't felt comfortable in. There's been a, how many plays? I'm sure you saw a ton of them. I saw a ton of them with the Bulls last year where Billy Donovan just pockets the challenge because we might need this with three minutes to go. To we might question, need this. 
To answer your question, I did not see Jason Kidd with that kind of restraint for challenge. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. I just thought about that. First quarter, 10 minutes in, I think we're of, challenging. Of the coaches I saw, I think Doc Rivers was the worst, though. I mean, then that that that's the opposite for you, right? Because as it allows calling right, them early. If you're just if you're gonna call them early, right, and actually, hopefully, uh, I guess for you, win them, right? Now you, it still allows you to have one later in the game. But for me, I think it allows it. It, it, it again goes back to the referees making the wrong call. There's so many times that we saw coaches just losing their minds in the first half. Yes, because somebody missed an obvious call, and they can't. I can't use my challenge right now. Because if I use it, I don't have it in crunch time. So I love it. I, I don't like it because it's just more stoppages. I, I just, as, as a fan watching the game, I just can't deal with some more stoppages late in the game. Cause you, you're telling me that they could, they could challenge four things late in games. Actually, will they keep getting that? You can only get two total There's challenges. Only, you only right? get two. You only get so, two. It's like the NFL. Now. But four, cha- four challenges could be had late in game. If, if both teams win the first one. You could have four challenges late. I mean, now all of a sudden you're talking about the last four plays of a game could take thirty minutes for them for them to be completed. Well, no, because so, you can't you can't challenge under two minutes, right? Okay, last four, last four minutes of a game could take yeah, thirty could take minutes, thirty yeah. minutes if they challenge things right towards the end there. And yeah, you're right. The last two minutes they can't, but they but they still review stuff that, then anyway. They, they review yeah. everything late. So yeah. it's too many stoppages for me. I understand coaches wanting this, and I understand why they think it'll help. It'll help. It'll help my the, like the Mavericks. Like it'll help the teams. Yeah, that's fine, and I, I'm good with that. But as a fan watching it, you're like, oh, do we really? The flopping thing, and the flopping thing won't stop play as much. They can wait till a neutral opportunity to stop play, according to the rule. But for the challenge thing, like you're just stopping play again. All right, I, I, we got to get to this though. Got to. Oops, she did it again. Britney Spears made some more public comments about the incident with Victor Weminyama in Vegas. She posted a video about the toxic comments that she received about the incident and said that she got an apology 30 minutes after the hit, but never got a public apology. Count it up. Does Wemby have to hit her with an apology one more time? Relax. Uh, (laughs) The punt. Well done. Well done, young Nick Angstead. Well done. That was a triple entendre on that one. Um, no, because uh, <laughs> none of this would have been because no. none of this would have been public if you didn't make it public. Um, if, if you didn't watch, you if you didn't watch the if you didn't watch the video, I, I need to know if she's asking Wembenyama for an apology, a public apology, or if she's asking the people that said the nasty comments to her. Because in the video, it's like she's talking about two different parties at the same time, and I don't know where she ended yeah. up. Yeah, I, I just, I, well, sounds like a Britney Spears video. Um, but, I, I mean, at the end of it, um, I, I do hope that uh, if you got your apology, move on. That's my thing. And the fact that it even came out, like, I'm going to be honest with you. How, how quickly did you hear about it? Because if you got your apology 30 minutes later, I mean, that's pretty quick. I didn't hear about it 10 seconds after it happened. So, I mean, honestly, I didn't hear about it until you sent it to me. So, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm big <laughs> on... Uh, I, 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 thought I, I thought I saw it real quick, though. Did you? I See, I, I don't know. I, well, we, I, we, he, so- he apologized. That's all that matters to me. You know what I mean? Like, if, if he's the one that reached out to you and apologized, that's all that matters to me. 
stop running up on people and asking them random questions. I know the social media age has everybody thinking it's just like, oh, my God, you know exactly who I am. He's a 21-year-old from France. <laughs> he probably wasn't even paying attention to you. He was looking for something else out in Vegas. Hey, relax. He's 19, by the way. He's two, year, two years younger year than, than your My bad. I'm, look, I'm looking at Chet right here. And if you've seen any videos of him, like, leaving – an arena or something there's people swarming him like coming after him for this so yeah i don't know if a public like i, I think this made it worse for Wembenyama, Brittany coming out and saying she wants an apology because it's people are just going to come after him more this is such this is such like a hollywood oh i, I need this publicly because people are probably coming up to Brittany and being like why would you go after Wembenyama? that's probably happening too because people are just nuts and we, we can't have nice things in america sorry we can't Victor. have nice things <laughs> welcome to welcome to the u.s but yeah i yeah, he doesn't have to give her a public apology. She's asking for one, and it doesn't need to happen. He already apologized yeah. in the moment, like 30 minutes. I guess that was too much, too long of a time. He didn't even know who she was when she turned around. He was, he was born in 2004. Hey, you, you, she's, he, he's better than me because I just, I'd have just sent through a my bad and been like, I got a game tomorrow. Like, <laughs> he was born in 2004. Uh, Toxic came out in 2003. I mean, listen, there's a lot of artists I know that I wasn't born around. Like, he, I'm sure he probably knows French who Britney Spears is. I mean, I don't know. Fre well, French artists? Actually, actually, yeah. Uh, aren't Daft Punk French? <laughs> Boom! Fight back on that, Nick! That's got to be the first time on a Lockdown podcast somebody said, ain't Daft Punk French. I think they're both French. I'm pretty sure. Do we even know that they're humans under those masks? They are human after all. Daft Punk were a French electronic music duo were. formed in 1993 were. in Paris. <laughs> Why was it were? Are they done? <laughs> they are. They uh, active. They broke it, up in uh, 2021. One. I was, it says I was active until upset. 2021. They had a good yeah. run, man. A great run, man. Daft Punk, amazing group. Uh, solid French music. Also Made it around formed. the world, but it was the end yep. of the line. I, I right. said one more time, but they said, no, you got to get lucky. <sighs> there you go. Guys, let us know in the comment section it's who's so your best bad. bet in the NBA coming up. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And making it all the way through some of our uh, technical issues. There's a, there's a tornado happening in Illinois. So appreciate everybody for sticking with us. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On NBA. Bye-bye. Boom.